Well, praise the Lord, saints of God. Praise the Lord. Hello, this is Pastor Mark Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me for more Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, guess what? We've started a whole new series. This series is entitled Walking Through the Fire. This is an incredible message and series that you've got to hear. In these last days, things will be heating up. As a matter of fact, that's today's subtitle, The Heat Is On. Things will be heating up and you'll need to know how to navigate the fire and come out not even smelling like smoke. So I can't wait for you to hear today's message. Now, by all means, don't forget to go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. Today's message is there and so many more. So check it out. All right, without any further ado, here comes today's message entitled, The Heat Is On, which is part number one of the series, Walking Through the Fire, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Let's pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' mighty name for this day and for the things that you are doing in the midst of us. Lord, we pray that you would speak today expressly by your spirit, and that you would lead us into all truth and that you would show us things to come. Great Holy Spirit, we acknowledge your presence. We ask that you would speak in this place today, that you would lead us, O God, by your presence, by your spirit, that you would teach us today. Lord, we didn't come to hear a word, to come to hear a word a man speak. We didn't come just for people, although we love our neighbors and our friends. But Lord, we came to hear a word from you. Lord, we ask this morning in the name of Jesus that you would just pour out your spirit upon us. Lord, even refresh us as the rain is refreshing the earth. Pour out your spirit upon us today in the name of Jesus. We're looking for your anointing. We're looking for your presence. We're seeking your face. So, Father, by faith right now, we pray that our hearts will be open and receptive to hear your word. We pray, Lord God, that you would speak to us, that we would hear and understand and be able to apply this word to our lives. We thank you, Father, so much, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. I need that podium. If someone would get that podium for me and put it right here for me. Through the fire. Now, last month or the last series we were in, as the Lord dealt with us about how is your heart? Now, remember, whenever God gives us a series, it prepares us. Are you hearing me? It prepares us. Thank you, gentlemen. It prepares us for something else that is coming. Does that make sense? It prepares you for something else that is coming. When God says, how is your heart? He's just not asking you, but he's making a statement for you to check on something because something else is coming. Are you hearing? Something else is coming. This world is going through changes rapidly, rapid changes. And it's important for us to be ready uh, for what God's about to do in the earth. There's an end time revival, end time harvest um, that is that is already coming and is already here. And uh, God's getting his church ready to exemplify or to show exactly what Jesus is like. As Jesus is the perfect illustration of God. Jesus is perfect theology. 
If you want to see God or know about God, look at Jesus. Remember what the Lord Jesus told the disciples, or I think Philip said to the Lord Jesus, he said, uh, Jesus or Lord, show us the Father that it suffices us. Show us the Father, then we'll be okay. And Jesus replied, uh, have you been with me so long time, Philip, and you have not seen the Father or known the Father? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. The Lord's so much in sync with the Father that when you saw Jesus, you saw God. And that is a foreshadowing of the church. When you see Jesus, you see God. When you see his church, you see Jesus. Does that make sense to you? That is a foreshadowing. When you see the church, you see Jesus. When you see Jesus, you see God. All right, it should go exactly like that. All right, so things are changing. Now, uh, turn with me in your Bibles to the book of James. James, the first chapter, verses uh, really 12 through 15. James, the first chapter, 12 through 15. And we're going to speak from the subject today of the heat is on. The heat is on. And I'll say, Christy, don't let me forget about your oil. It's over there. Now you're famous. Everybody that hears this recording is going to ask who Christy is. Praise the Lord. Today we'll be speaking from the subject of the heat is on. The series that we are now in is walking through the walking through the fire, walking through the fire. The foreshadowing of this, we know, is uh, when the three Hebrew boys walked through the fire. They came out not even smelling like smoke. They were not burned because the fourth man, the fourth man appeared in the fire. God's angel that looked, and, that looked like the son of God in the fire. God's representative was there keeping them through the whole ordeal. All right. Some changes are going on in the world today. And you're going to hear more about things happening in the news There'll be more distress of nations. There'll be more economic unrest. Uh, There'll be more wars and rumors of wars. There'll be fire. And in many places, they will uh, receive a type of judgment. But we'll be safe in the fire as we walk through it. As you keep your eyes focused on Christ. And be not dismayed by what you see. Many of these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Are you hearing? So let's talk about some things. James, the first chapter, verses 12 through 15, because as the nations are going through things, members of the body will also go through things. We're going to talk about that. And you need to know how to successfully navigate through this time. So the heat is on. Turn to your neighbor and tell them the heat is on. All right, James, the first chapter, verses um, chapter one, uh, beginning of verse twelve, and it says this: "Blessed is the man that uh, that endureth what temptation. temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to them that love him." Verse thirteen: Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. 
But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. 15. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. That is such a very powerful verse of scripture. Now, during this series, of course, <coughs> we'll be looking at scripture in the King James Version, then I'll also show you the, some scriptures in the New Living Translation and possibly some out of the Amplified Bible. But I will let you know whenever we make a shift through the translations. And whenever I make a shift through the trans- translations, it's not just because I feel like it. It's because I believe that it will give you a deeper understanding over the subject matter. Are you hearing? A deeper understanding over the subject matter. Now, King James will always be, unless the Lord says something, uh, King James will always be my root text. So it's always safe to bring a King James Bible with you. Because in King James, uh, King James is a word for word translation. That means I can go back and I can research the Hebrew. I can research the Greek. I can really get in there with a fine tooth comb, which I love to do, James. I really love to get in the word of God and discover, discover the other meanings that are there. So today, uh, at least what the time we have here today, we'll be looking at the King James Version because there are some words that occur in King James that does not occur uh, in other translations and they bring out the flavor. And so I appreciate it. All right. Let's look at this again. <clears throat> Blessed is the man that endureth what? Say temptation. Say temptation. Blessed is the man that endureth or patiently. Endurance talks about patience. Patience, really. And that's really strength under pressure. Endurance is talks about strength under pressure. Blessed or happy, fortunate is the man or woman that has strength under pressure. Pressure of what? Temptation. Now, this word temptation is so very important that you've got to understand this because we're going to be walking through fire. The heat is on. Okay? And it is not God's will for you to be burned or even smell like smoke. Are you hearing? That's not God's will. Temptation here uh, in the Greek is um, um, pyrosmos. Can you say pyrosmos? Oh, y'all so smart talking Greek. Look at you, your Greek, Greek speaking cells. Pyrosmos. And pyrosmos means uh, an experiment. An experiment. It means attempt, trial, proving. Okay, an experiment. Somebody said, I always felt like a little lab rat down here. An experiment. Now, this is very important. And now, pyrosmos has about three different definitions that we're going to look in it. I mean, it means a whole lot when you really get into the Greek because the Greek is such a full language. But pyrosmos means an experiment, attempt, trial. It means proving. Now, the definition that we that we really um, refer to or think about when you hear temptation, this is uh, what we normally think about, which also means pyrosmos. It means an enticement to sin, temptation, whether rising from the desires uh, within 
or from the outward circumstances. When we think about temptation, we normally think about um, the devil dangling something in our faces, trying to get us to fall and do something wrong. Right? I was tempted to slap you, but I didn't. I was tempted to eat that cake. I was tempted to steal that. I was tempted to follow that person home that was not my spouse or what have you, whatever you, whatever you want to say it. Temptation. See? I'm telling my wife, honey, that was not the case. That was an example. Temptation, right? That's what we normally think when we talk about temptation, being tempted to do evil, being tempted to do wrong. All right. But you need to understand the word, the Greek word, uh, parasmas. It means, again, an experiment, tempt, trial, proving. And it does have that indication of tempting to do something wrong or trying to lure you into doing something wrong. But last, paras, parasmas also means adversary, or rather adversity, trouble, affliction, listen, sent by God and serving to test or prove one's character, faith, or holiness. Let me read that definition again. Adversity, affliction, trouble, sent by God and serving to test or prove one's character, faith, or holiness. So when you look at the word temptation, and we're going to see this over the next few weeks, the Lord willing, you need to also always consider the source. If you're being tempted to do evil, God is not the author of it. The enemy has brought that in here. He's brought that in here. He brought that into your life to test or to try your strength to see how strong you are in a certain area. Are you going to fall into this? He's trying to look for the weaknesses so that he can exploit them and bring a person down at the most inappropriate time. Are you hearing? His intent is to destroy. But then God can also be the author of a testing time to reveal your strength to you and also to the wicked one. Because God already knows the level of strength that you have. He already has all knowledge. But you don't know what's in you. Are you hearing? So the Lord will allow circumstances or trouble. But listen, when God allows circumstances or difficult circumstances or troubles or afflictions to arise, it is only momentary. It is only momentary. Tell your neighbor, it is only momentary. When God allows the fire, when God turns the heat on in your life, it is only momentary. It may seem like it's going to last a long time, but if God's the author of it, it is only momentary. If the enemy is the author, author of it, then you can take authority over him in the name of Jesus Christ. So, and then of course, bind him, cast him down in Jesus' name and declare that your work here is done. Get out and declare healing and, healing and deliverance. If the devil is the author of it. 
But listen, if God is the author of the trouble, you can fast, you can pray, you can spit, you can sputter, you can call on the holy angels. The trial is not going anywhere. Because school is in session. Okay? The testing is in session. Nothing's going to stop it. If you cry, uncle, uncle, hit the panic button. And if the Lord says, all right, I'll stop this. Well, the trouble will stop for a moment. But guess what? It will start again. And you'll never be out of that trouble if you keep on aborting the testing time, if God sent it. Does that make sense? So we're going to look at that. So again, it says, blessed is the man that endureth temptation. Right away. Let's say here again, um, parasmas. Let's say that God has sent this parasmas in your life to show you your strengths, to also reveal a weakness, to reveal something that you did not know of. Say, I didn't know that was in me. I didn't know that. But if God, here again, if God is the author of it, it's only going to last for a moment. In other words, once you, uh, once the fire comes and it reveals, just like a fire re- re- uh, refines gold, um, the crud or whatever it is, the impurities rise to the surface and you see it. Once we see it, we confess it and it is removed. In other words, we can go to the doctor and sit in the x-ray chamber. Uh, you say, I don't know what's wrong. Well, you get into the x-ray chamber and the problem is revealed and the x-ray machine goes off. It's only for a moment. Bench. Right? At least it was when I saw it done last. They don't keep you behind the little x-ray machine thing forever. It's just for a moment that it may reveal the trouble. Say hallelujah. Just for a moment that it may reveal the trouble. The trouble that was not evident without the fire. But it is only momentary. It is only momentary. So the Lord said, hey, you are blessed. You are fortunate. You are blessed. You are fortunate. If you allow this fire or blesses a man that endures, you patiently stay under there. You patiently stay under there and let the Lord reveal what he has to reveal in you and about you. You're blessed because once these things are revealed, promotion is in store. Listen, it says, blesses a man that endure temptation. This this pyrosmos uh, moment here. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, say tried. When he is tried, in other words, it's complete. I love the ED on that. Past tense. That is, it has started and it has come to an end. Hallelujah. As they say, trouble won't last always. When it is tried, when it's tried. Now the word tried here in the Greek means accepted, pleasing, or acceptable. Accepted, pleasing, or acceptable. In other words, there you have endured it. You have seen the issue. And the outcome now is favorable. You have been tried. Are you hearing? 
He said, for when he is tried, he shall receive. Stop right there for a second. When he or she is tried, when you are tried, when you successfully navigate through this, you have the patience of God on your side and you are able to shoulder this temptation, this parasmas moment. And the Lord has revealed this to you and you confess this thing before the Lord. I mean, your enemies are coming at you and they're speaking curses against you, but you are uh, blessing them in the name of Jesus. I mean, all these things are happening. You're going, uh, you're, you're losing money. You don't know where the money is coming from, but instead of going out and doing things that you used to do to get money, now you seek the Lord. You have been tried. You and it, and you have come out favorably. Now you've sought the Lord. Now we can clearly see Christ in you, Amen. where you would have done X, Y, Z before. That got you in trouble. Now you're seeking God. Now you're on your knees asking God. Well, you would have run off before. Now you stay and you pray with tears and groanings seeking the face of God. You have successfully navigated uh, the parasmas moment, the temptation. Does that make sense to you? So when he is tried, that has been proven acceptable, he shall receive. Thank God Almighty. This is why this person is blessed, because he shall, he or she shall receive what? The crown of life, which the Lord has promised to them that love him. Now, this crown of life talks about two different things, two different things. One, as we navigate the temptation, uh, the, the temptations or trials or tribulations of this life and we die. Hey, the Lord found us acceptable and we receive a crown of life. That's that's the that's one dispensation. That's one thing. But the other is, as we navigate through this life now, you'll also receive a crown. Every time you navigate through, every time you bear under the pressure, you will receive a crown. If you hear what I'm saying to you, this is one reason why the Lord, why we see in the book of Revelation, where we were cast our crowns at the feet of Jesus, cast our crowns at the feet of Jesus. And the word crown here means I love this. It means a mark of royal a mark of royal or exalted rank. Or a mark of royal or exalted rank. You are a bit higher now. It is also, it was also a, in the Olympic Games back in the ancient times, it was also uh, the wreath or garland that was given uh, as a prize to victors in the public games. When you navigate through the fire, you may not see it, but there is a crown or reef on your head symbolizing promotion. You have gone through that. You've been that way. You got the T-shirt, got the hat. You're done with that. You're done it. You're done with that. And because you've successfully navigated that, you'll never see that like that ever again in your life. That's done. And it will never have that sort of effect that it had on you like that ever again. You've passed through that fire. You're done with that. Praise God Almighty. And now there's a strength. Now you receive rank. Now you've received promotion. And you don't go through that anymore. Not like that. 
You're done with that. Praise the Lord. And now you're ready to climb over to the next level, to the next thing that God has for you. And you'll also experience some measure of peace after that time. Are you hearing? Oh, this is thrilling. I pray you're with me today. And so as we go on now, it says, Blessed is a man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, understand this is not an if he is tried or if she is pride, tried, it, this is when. This is when. Because remember, the whole point of salvation, and we discussed this last time also on Wednesday night, the whole point of salvation is not just to get you saved so that you go to heaven. No, it's to, I mean, that is true. But it is to get you ready for your eternal destiny. Heaven is a prepared place for a prepared people. And God will allow these tests, trials, these experiments so that you may be proven, so that you may be strengthened and encouraged for what is ahead of you. So salvation comes and we are we give our lives to the Lord Jesus this is a great thing we're going to heaven hallelujah we're going to be with the Lord forever hallelujah but that's not the end of it are you hearing it goes beyond that and everything that you experience now will also help you in your future as you're still here in the earth because the trials and tribulations that we go through mature us We are matured and we grow as we successfully navigate the trial or tribulation. Right? We grow. We grow. We develop, uh, as Scott says sometimes, thick skin. That doesn't hurt me like that anymore. I've been through that, baby. That little thing, don't even worry about that. I was like that. I did that. You know, no, don't even do that. Don't even let, don't even lose a bit of sleep about that. I've been there, done that. Don't even, and you can go and coach somebody else. You can tell somebody else that's going through the thing that you went through. I went through that too, and God brought me out, and He can bring you out the same way. Hallelujah. I've been there, done that. I saw the faithfulness of God. Now I can testify. All right? So there is promotion. But the thing about um, uh, having a great testimony is that you're going to have to go through a test. A test always precedes the test of moaning. Test always come first before the test of money. All right. Are y'all with me today? Let's go a little bit further. It says, for when he is tried, when she is tried, when they are tried. Now, of course, this talks does not talk about age. You can be in high school, middle school, kindergarten and still go through a test. You can be in your 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s and still go through a test. Because God is constantly developing us. So you can let your neighbor know you will be tested. But you will come through it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Again, after every test, after every experiment, this pyrosmos moment, there is reward, there is a crown, and there is peace. God gives you, he will give you time to enjoy the victory. Hallelujah. And great things will happen. 
until it's time for you to be promoted. And then something else will happen. We'll talk about the scripture that says, think it not strange when these fiery trials come to test you. Don't think it's strange. Let's look on. Ooh, now we can go to verse 13. Isn't this wonderful? Now listen to this. As we talk about this pyrosmos moment, I want you to understand something. It says, let no man say when he is tempted. When he is tempted. Now the word tempted is um, it's different from pyrosmos. But it does have the same root word. The word tempted is uh, pyrazo. Pyrazo. Say pyrazo. Oh, y'all are so smart. Yes, especially Eugene. <laughs> Pairazo means, listen, to try whether a thing can be done. To try whether a thing can be done. It is similar to the uh, pyrasmus, but this is pyrazo. And it is to try whether a thing can be done. Listen, it means to try Make trial of test. Listen, I love this for the purpose of ascertaining his quality or what he thinks or how he will behave himself. This is from the Greek. This is wonderful. Let me read that again to try make trial of for the purpose of ascertaining his quality. You know, when we can say that um, your chair was on trial before you sat down. When you sat down, you put your weight on it for a moment. You were testing the quality. Is this going to hold me up testing the quality? Once you were satisfied with the quality, you sat down. Those of you that just came in and sat down. Today, without testing the quality, you, of course, had faith because of your previous experiences. You said you looked at it and said, that looks stable. I'll sit on it. And so you entrusted your whole life in that chair. However, if you saw that was possibly a wooden chair and the edges were frayed and maybe it looked like it's about coming apart, had spider webs on it, chances are you would you would deem it no, that's not worthy. I will not sit there. That thing's going to break. But because of prior experience of seeing chairs that look like that, it looks sturdy, you rested on it. So you actually tested it before you sat on it through your uh, visual faculties because it looked like something that was stable before. We're almost done today. Are y'all? Yeah. Oh, blend is good. Are y'all good? You got to help me sometime. I'm out here. All right. So we're good. All right. Again. So try talks about, again, that is that parazo, and it means, again, to try, um, make trial of tests for the purpose of ascertaining his quality or what he thinks or how he will behave himself. Now, when the enemy sends this, 
He sends something before you. Maybe a gentleman, he sends a young lady before you. How are you going to react when you see her flesh? For a lady, he may send a gentleman that has a very nice suit on, driving a very nice car, what have you. I'm not sure what turns you on or whatever. When he has that to stand in front of you, how will you react? So this reveals some of the tactic of the enemy that we don't even know about. An experiment as demonic powers, as the devil sends things your way to see how you will react. In other words, he's testing, testing your armor. Are you weak here? Are you weak there? Are you weak there? Oh, oh, there he is. I got him. Then I'll just send that by in another way. That by a little bit stronger. Then again, the same way, the same place, a little bit stronger until eventually the person falls. Does that make sense? This is why we're going to have have daily confession of our weaknesses, of our sins. Talking to God about what we trip with, what the, the sin that so easily besets us. There are besetting sins. There are some things that easily trip you up. They push a button and there you go. You're gone. There are some things that easily trip us up. I wish I can get some talk in here. Yours may not be the same as mine, might not be the same as yours, but we all have something that easily trips us up. Can I get a witness? This is why we need to daily confess this thing before the Lord, because it is the enemy's assignment to not only uncover that, but to pervert that and then destroy you with that. So when he is tempted, let's go back to the verse. It says in verse number 13, let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. Listen, for God cannot be tempted with what? With evil. God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither he tempts, neither tempteth he any man. The, the feel here is that God, when someone is tempted with evil, let no man say that God is tempting me to do wrong. God doesn't do that. He won't sin by a pretty face. He won't sin by a, a stack of money. He won't sin by this and that and the other. Whatever is your besetting sin to you, he won't sin that by to make you trip up. No, that's the enemies. God does not tempt any man, any woman to do wrong. Doesn't have to. The devil got that covered. Okay, so let no man say, oh boy, that cake was right there. And Lord knows I was on a diet. Why you had to send that to me, Jesus? Why you do it? No, it wasn't the Lord. No, it wasn't the Lord. Understand that there is more than one source of testing or trial. And you have to identify the source so that you may know what to do. Do you submit to the fire and let it burn off? Now, I also, um, as, as we're in our closing, I, I saw in my, in my mind a picture of a diamond. And that diamond was in a brown paper bag. And someone tossed the, uh, the brown paper bag uh, into the fire. Well, 
Guess what? It burned the bag up pretty quickly. But the diamond said, what? Am I supposed to be hurting? What's going on? What? 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 You want me to say ouch? What? Has no effect on it. Right? But you need to know whether this is this experiment, this test or trial is coming to burn up the bag and reveal the diamond. That would be by the Lord, by design of the Lord. Or if this temptation test or trial is coming to cause you to do evil. So when you're in a fiery situation, when you're walking through the fire, you must you must pray and ask God, Lord, what is the source of this? One way you'll know as you continue to pray and pray in the spirit that is pray in the Holy Ghost and you, you your spirit becomes in tune with God as you're in the fire and you begin to pray against it. If it doesn't move, you're going to have to conclude that this just might be from the Lord. As you fast and pray, you're going to have to conclude no matter how much, how many times you speak to the mountain and command it to be removed and be cast into the sea and, and do not doubt in your heart, but believe that those things that you say shall come to pass. You'll have whatsoever you say. Mark eleven twenty four. If you speak to that mountain, if it does not move, you're going to have to conclude this may be from the Lord. Maybe he's revealing something to me about me. Are you hearing? But if you speak to it, and it begins to tremble. Oh boy, I got a live on here now. Now it's time for me to take it out. Hallelujah. Put on the whole armor. It's time to go to war. See, I've been waiting for a good fight. Hallelujah. Got my sword sharpened and I'm ready. Ready to battle. Ready to bind up and cast down in Jesus' mighty name. Are y'all with me today? So again, let no man say when he's tempted, I am tempted of God for God cannot be tempted. That is uh, with evil. Uh, that is uh, temp- when God is tempted with evil, it's, it's like God cannot be tempted to go against his word or go against his character. OK. And neither does he tempt any man to do evil to uh, to do evil. But every man is tempted. And I think we'll I won't get into ver- I won't get into verse 14 and 15 right now. But every man is tempted uh, when he's drawn away of his drawn away of his own lust and enticed. That is so good. Oh, my God, that is so good. We'll go there for another five minutes. Can you take another five minutes? How about you, Lisa? You take another five minutes. No, you're famous, too, because I just mentioned your name. All right, let's let's try this. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. That is, when this type of tempting to do evil happens, it is trying to identify something in you to pull you away from where you are. Every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust, say own lust. I love the I love the word lust there because some other translation will have the word desire and desire is great. But this that word lust just does it, doesn't it? You know what lust is. Desire just sounds so polite, drawn away by your own desire. No, but when I say you drawn away by your own lust, you know what you know what's going on there. Right. Drawn away by his own lust. 
and enticed. Okay? Drawn away and enticed or entrapped. Now listen to verse 15, and we'll really stop here today. And when lust hath conceived, say conceived. It bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Now listen to the word conceived. Not not every translation will mention the word conceived. It is such a very powerful word. Conceived means, listen, to allow the seed of an an evil thought to interact with the eggs, if you will, with the eggs of your own consciousness. In other words, when the thought came to you, you didn't cast it out. Instead, you lay down with it in meditation and rose up pregnant. The baby's name is sin. And when the baby is full grown, it's going to turn on you and try to kill you. Oh, more boy, y'all. Y'all mighty quiet. Verse 15 again. Then when lust hath conceived, when it has gotten in you, when it has gotten in you, that you know, when you sat there a while and you thought about it, hmm, Mm. Mm, yeah, maybe. Mm, mm. Didn't throw it off. Didn't throw the idea away. No, no, no. I bind that thought in Jesus' name. No, it should not come to pass. No, we said, mm, mm, you know, mm. Boy, that would be mighty nice. Mm, mm. And it begins to get in your flesh, and your body begins to react to it. If it's a lusting for food, then our, our mouth begins to salivate. Mm, mm. Mm, 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 mm. Whatever that strong desire is, whatever it is, it begins to penetrate. It gets into, it gets into you, gets in your mind, and you begin to think about it more and more often. It has gotten in you. It has conceived. That's exactly what the enemy sent it to do. He sent the seed of a thought into you to conceive. Once it, con- once it conceives in you, it's going to enter into the mind, then it's going to cause the body to start reacting. And then the body's going to start desiring it. And when the body gets on fire, oh my God, you're going to have a time trying to put that fire out. So he says again, then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth, it gives birth. It gives birth to sin. And when sin is finished, it brings forth death. So what do we do? We need to abort it. We need to abort it in that thought process. And listen, here's what you do. And we'll stop. I'm stopping here. See, everything is already closed. We're stopping here. Here's what to do. When you are being overcome by a temptation, then I know what it feels like to be overcome by something, overcome by a fault, overcome by feeling. Y'all ain't talking to me. (laughs) When you are being overcome by a fault, being overcome by something and your body is reacting and you're really thinking about this. At that point, I want you to begin to ask God, God, send a divine interruption. Send a divine interruption. Send a divine abortion. Because just before you're about to do it, God can call somebody to call you. Just before you're about to say it, ooh, I can't wait, I can't wait. Are they, are they here yet? Are they here? 
I can't wait. Ooh, I got something to say to them. Ooh, are they here yet? They're not here yet. Ooh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. God sent a divine interruption because I'm sending an interruption, God, because I'm about to I'm about to bust something loose here. God send it. Oh God, are they here yet? And then you get a phone call and you get calmed down. And you get calmed down. And you don't go through with it. And it is not birthed. Because once you say some things, you can't get it back. Once you do some things, regret comes. So ask God to send a divine interruption. God interrupt me. Send, send Lord, send somebody. Because Lord, if, the, if you don't, the next few moments is going to be party time. It's going to be party time, Lord. Please, Jesus, please. I'm, I'm going through it. Talk to the Lord through the testing time. Talk to him. And you'll see, he'll send a divine interruption. I've asked God many times, Lord, send a divine interruption. So I know what I'm talking about. This is not from a book. I know what I'm talking about. Ask God for a divine interruption that he may uh, allow that this, that this seed may be aborted once something has gotten in you. Here again, it should never get in us, but we're not perfect yet. So sometimes we will lay down in thought and start thinking about things. But when it has captured you, ask God to send a divine interruption so that you don't bring, so that you don't birth something that could destroy your life. I pray you've heard the word of God today. Let's give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. We're done in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. We pray that you were richly encouraged by today's message and that you've received a great blessing. Don't forget to contact us on our website at www.kingdomrock.org. We'd love to see you in a live service every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. And on Wednesday night, we start at 7 p.m. Come on out. Everyone's invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would so love to connect with you. And don't forget to stop by our website and check us out. Once again, our web address is www.kingdomrock.org. Well, until next time, my friends, remember that Jesus loves you so very much. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. God bless you. And we'll see you next time for more Kingdom Rock Radio.